it's a two-year contract. They'll mention that they want to put some money into the course so we know what to really expect in two years from now. But I don't trust the city on that. As far as the company that's in there, I've been pretty outspoken uh, on some things with them, but the the people in there actually are, uh, one of them is an expert in agronomy. So I'm hoping that his expertise will help bring our golf courses into a good position for two years from now when we probably will have another fight as to who will manage the golf courses again. You believe the city can make money off of these courses? Yes. And it's funny because in the last seven years, the city actually um, did make money off of them through the management fees. It's definitely possible. Their entertainment, their park space, that can make money. I live off of Lafayette Park. We don't make any money off of it, but it's providing value to the residents. We don't make money on tennis courts, but they provide value. Are there other cities of comparable size to Detroit that have this many public courses? Or There are. Most cities, even, even small ones, have uh, municipal golf courses. Is the situation with the golf courses over the last decade or so simply reflective of a city government that had sort of run amok? That's a very fair statement. Let's go back 10 years when, under the Kilpatrick administration, they actually tried to sell Rackham. That property was donated to be a bridge between the city and the suburbs, and that golf course had to remain a golf course. So they lost that, cost the city of Huntington Woods $500,000 in legal fees, and that remained a golf course. So there's been a lot of things amok in the city on this, to say the least. And what have I not asked you, Glenn, that you think is important for for golfers or for city residents to know about what's happened over the last couple of weeks with these courses? Here's what I've learned along the way. I've learned a lot about the process of my city. I got to be honest with you. I am incredibly impressed with our city council. And I've also learned that the administration is really at fault at this. If I had to put blame on this, I'd go 90% administration, I'd go 5% city council, and you can throw another 5% in there for our advisory council because we just didn't get the job done. But that council was supposed to be, advisory council was supposed to be 10 people. And Mr. Jackson and Charlie Beckham made sure that that group had so many people on there. It was clogged with so many city people, drowning everybody out, not including us in any decisions or even advising on anything. That's really the the most disheartening part about this thing. Is this upcoming season salvageable in terms of trying to generate some revenue and get people back on the courses? This contract is completely different than any other contract uh, the city has ever had. This contract calls for the city to purchase golf cars, the city to purchase maintenance equipment. The city will be purchasing every every piece of equipment used to operate a golf course. The management company is just simply paid a fee. They already know their profit. The city will pay for all the labor. For this year, will it be profitable? Probably not. And once again, all the money goes back to the city. Here's where we're going to find out, you know, there was no numbers, accurate numbers given by Vargo, and the city apparently didn't care to obtain those. We have no idea how many rounds of golf are being uh, played out of there. Maybe for one time we'll find out. And if my suspicion is correct, there's more rounds of golf than we thought out of these.